Guys, welcome back once again to the Organic Football Podcast. Man, it's week eight, Monday Night Football, guys, and we're settling in for this uh, Tampa Bay Bucks and the New York Giants. And, you know, it's been a kind of a defensive game. The Bucks have had to rely on some field goals. And, uh, yeah, it's 17 to 15 right now in the fourth uh, with the Bucks about to punt. So keep an eye on that as we're uh, moving along here. And, you know, uh, Monday Night Football is starting a little later out here in Arizona with the time change, hour later. So we're popping on a little later, and we're probably going to catch a little bit more of the end of the game here. So that'll be good. Let me go check in over there with my co-hosts. And uh, Brad, what's going on, buddy? I know you had a big weekend. Uh, your team blew the roof off. So uh, tell me how it's going, bro. Yeah, I mean, they had a great week, but still can't seem to get those points, man. Every time I have a big week, Sirop just got to outdo me by about six or seven points. Yeah, so. man. You know, and I'm checking over there with you, Rich, but I want to throw this stat out there because you talk about Sirop, the other guy in our league. I think he's in first place right now in our league. He uh, And he's also the uh, voice on the soundtrack of our show right now. He beat me. He put up 117 points on me. 100 and what, 26 against you, Brad, and now against you, Rich, he put up 131. <laughs> What's going on with this guy, man? He's our nemesis now. Yeah. <laughs> he, may, he may sing our song, but now he's our now he's our podcast nemesis. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think we're going to have to have him on at some point to explain himself because this is some bullshit, man. Oh, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that he is reveling in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, if I was in his shoes, I would be too, man. But uh, yeah. Anyways, like I said, Rich, you know, you had a rough week. I mean, Sirope just came out right away and put up massive points just across the board. So always tough when your week uh, goes like that, bro. Yeah, interesting little stat. I went up against Alvin Cook this week. Uh, of course, like, you know, the game was over by halftime of the first game. Um, and, you know, last week, the previous week, I went up against Tyler Lockett. Rough week. You know, I'm going to drop to three and five, five losses in a row. I've never had five losses in a row. So mentally speaking, I, I, I don't know how to, you know, handle that. This is the first week, though, that actually I've been disappointed in my team. Every week before this, I've been able to say, oh, well, you know, my team's still putting up points. This is the first week I'm – only going to score, you know, 70 points or something like that. It was just a rough week overall. Tough things that didn't go my way. It's just like, you know, I set up Debo Samuel for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a juicy matchup, and he didn't get to play. You know, he, if he had played, you know, Brandon Ayuk goes out, fills his role, and goes out and gets, you know, 16, 17 points. So that was what I was intending on plugging in. So that went away. Um, you know, just every game had wind that I needed. Uh, I needed production out of. There was wind in those games. So it helped me a little bit with Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery a little bit. Uh, it hurt me with Aaron Rodgers a bunch. It hurt me um, 
you know, on, on, I forget what the other game was, even Cincinnati, Tennessee game. So it was just, you know, luck of the draw, that kind of shit happens. There's, there's no accounting for the weather. Let's put it that way. I mean, like, you know, once, once weather's affected four different games, it's like, you know, okay, well, I'll do what I'll do. <laughs> Move on to the next week, play Brad next week. So that should be interesting. Yeah, yeah man, that'll be a good uh, matchup next week. And Guys, uh, we want to make sure we uh, let everybody know about our social media and check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, uh, all the pod platforms. That all helps us grow the show, and, you know, we'll just keep cranking out the content. Uh, like we said, man, we're in it for the long haul, so regardless if our fantasy teams are performing nicely like Brad's, uh, just barely skating by like mine, and then, Rich, you're locked in a bit of a downturn spiral, but I think you're going to pull yourself out of it here shortly, man. So I know you're going to turn it around. But, yeah, man, we're either way, you know, regardless of our records, we're going to keep uh, pumping out the content for the fans, bros. No, I don't really want to. All right. Rich is out. He's done. I'm out, dude. <laughs> I may have thrown a tantrum yesterday or something and said I want out of here. No, uh, no yeah, I'm good to go. Uh, Let me out. It's, it's disappointing, and it's hard to go through this stuff. I, I will admit that I watched far less tape this week than I have all season long. It's the first first week I took a little bit of a little bit of a break on that stuff just to clear the mind a little bit and get out of my headspace on that kind of stuff. So good to do and ready to get back into the grind though and see what's going on. I love I love football too much for this shit. So you know, and my roster's good. I like my roster. I like my roster a lot up and down. So when you like your roster and and you're just not you know, with the record that you're liking, it is what it is. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, keep in mind, Hey, those Cardinals are sitting there at five and two and you know, they're looking pretty fucking dope this year. So don't I always say that Brad, uh, you know, if my Cardinals are winning, I really, really, truly don't care what's going on with fantasy football, my fantasy football team. I definitely find it interesting. Want to run it down, but you know, love my cards. They're doing well. Oh yeah, man. Well, let's get into some of these game recaps. And the first one I want to start with, Brad, I'm sending it to you, buddy. Sure you saw the Pittsburgh defense uh, go out there in Baltimore in some weather elements. And, you know, I believe they forced Lamar Jackson into two or three turnovers. And, you know, he wasn't looking right out there. And uh, Pittsburgh emerged 7-0, and man. So what would you see, bro? What I really noticed was they kept Lamar Jackson in check. But the one thing that I was really shocked with was Dobbins and Edwards was able to run on them. It seemed like they were just picking up five, six yards at will. So that kind of shocked me because no one's been able to run on them this year. But I felt like it was because they were concentrated so much on Jackson that they said, okay, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with these guys. And so they did, you know. But I'm telling you, that defense is nasty, though. Every time they were coming, like, they get past them and they were trailing, Man, they were they were tackling, they were punching at the ball, gang tackling. It was crazy. So I do think it took a, it kind of weared on them over the whole course of the game, and that kind of is mm-hmm. the reason. That's what Pittsburgh does, man. They wear on you. Yeah. And in the end, they just prevail. So Yeah, that's kind of what it's like. It's like that fighter has just been like just like nailing you the whole time, wearing you down, wearing you down, giving you the body shots, giving you the body shots. You're just like, oh, man, I can't take this anymore. You're just you're done with it. I I do. I I had a question for you guys. Is Lamar Jackson like the biggest bust this year Uh, other than injury? Like, you know, as per performance based off of where where what what was spent on him, what you what you were expecting to get out of him? Mm hmm. 
He's well, I mean, he's very behind what that is. Thirty points a game last year, and he's yeah. at what like sixteen. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it might be eighteen. Bust. Bust. He's I mean, he's, he's up there, man. Uh, you know, Cam Newton has been a little disappointing as well. Uh, there's some other well, guys, Cam but Cam didn't come in as the number one fantasy player. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, you weren't expecting top two production. No, Lamar Jackson just like sucking it up. I think that's a that's a step above. <laughs> Mark Jackson's not Ryan Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> Somebody tase his ass. Now I think Brad. You know, if you go out and put the hurting on Rich's team next week, he gets to tase you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We got some electricity we can work yeah, with. And- there you go. <laughs> oh, shit. And I did see on the Baltimore side, Rich, uh, not good news for Lamar Jackson as they lost their, uh, t- I believe it was their guard or their tackle, Ronnie Stanley. He's one of their best offensive linemen, though, but he's out for the year with an ankle, so that's not going to help. Yeah, he came into the game dinged up, and like I said before, those those dinged up injuries can lead to further injuries. They mm-hmm. they don't they don't give you your full ability to like control your body out there, and sometimes that's when we get into these bigger injuries. It's 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 nerve wracking when there's a when there's an injury on somebody, a nagging injury like that. A little ding can lead to the bigger thing. Mm-hmm. I hate it. But yeah, that's gonna that's gonna affect their offense. They're gonna have to be more creative, I think. Again, uh, I I think they would like to just be like you know running the shit out of the ball because it was mm-hmm. looking nice this weekend. But that's uh, uh, gonna be tough. He's a huge piece of what they do. Yeah, no doubt, man. All right, next game up, Rich. Uh, guessing you saw most of this game. The Saints went into the Chicago Bears in the Soldier Field in the windy city, and you know Drew Brees he got the win on the road. He did just enough and. This game, man, the Bears just could not quite defense. Just, you know, they had a bend but don't break mentality, which they usually do, and they're usually always able to keep their team in the game. Got it to overtime. But eventually the Saints pulled it out, man. I, I did see on the Saints side, though, Rich, that Alvin Kamara's out here setting records, man. He, uh, what is it, six straight games over 100 scrimmage yards? It is. It is. Mark, I was just about to yell at you because the Bears is always your recap, and I don't know why you send it to people. But I'm very happy you just went right in and did a recap. So that was good. Yeah. So I appreciate that. That was actually a very nice recap, too. Well, thanks. Well, I didn't get to mention Nick Foles yet. Well, let's let's do that. Let me talk about that guy. It's Nick Foles, man. It's obvious he's not the answer. He's he's Joe Flacco Jr., if you ask me. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a guy who won a Super Bowl on the backs of, you know, a talented roster. And he's he's just not the guy that's going to take this team to the playoffs, I don't think. He's a statue back there, like I said. He has no escapability. He takes ridiculous sacks. And, yeah, it doesn't look good for the Bears. If their defense can't get in the end zone and can't make the huge plays, they're going to struggle to win these games, man. Yeah, man, I, I... – it's disappointing because I do mm-hmm. see the talent in Foles. He's got throws in him. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting concept there, mini Joe Flacco. A <laughs> <laughs> little less, little less of an arm too at yeah. the same time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everything just turned down from ten to eight. If if Joe yeah. Flacco was a ten of what he is, you know, Joe Flacco mm-hmm. was never an actual ten. You know, <laughs> but if you turn him down to an eight or a seven and a half, he's Nick Foles. I, I got that. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? I keep saying this, but is it time to go try Mitchell again? Like, give him another role. I don't know. 
He's, yeah, he's been they, they brought him in for one play for a ridiculous like two-yard run on the Wildcat that you could see coming from a mile away. And uh, for me, the Bears' struggles just always come back to Matt Nagy. He's just – it bugs me because he, he has this reputation for being so creative with his play calling and – you know, I always feel like defensive coordinators just chuckle when they see, you know, how the Bears are lining up. It's it's telegraphed. Well, yeah, there's there's way too many third down and twos <laughs> where they just run the ball to like yep. like is that not the like is am I just seeing that right or wrong? Yep. But like the right side of their fucking line is really shitty. Yep. Like so, why do they run it to that side? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, man. And like, seems like that's the play call on third and two every time. Yeah. And like, sometimes he like tries to like be tricky mm-hmm. by putting in Cordero Patterson for that down. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, you still just ran the same play. <laughs> I I gotta be honest with you. Cordero Patterson may have been explosive earlier in his career, but. He looks very average as a kick returner, as a runner, as a wide receiver. Wherever you put him, he just looks like a guy. So I've not seen one explosive play from him this entire year. Well, honestly, Mark, that is one reason that I said, like, I picked up Mm -hmm. David Montgomery is because there ain't nobody else there taking the rock, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. Cordero Patterson comes out there about five times a game and gets the ball, and that's about it. And then literally it's like, here, David Montgomery, you do everything. That's fine. Like, and I, and I do say like, Mark, even, even with all the doom and gloom, like they're five and three, first of all. Yeah. And, (laughs) and I've been saying, I've been preaching it, man. Look at the schedule that comes up. They've been, they've been playing tough games right now. So, you know, expected loss games really too. And like, so you move on from there. Like to me, New Orleans is a better team overall. They, Mm -hmm. they're supposed to win that game. Overall, they're a better team. Uh, and so to me, like when the back half of the season comes along, I think the bears are more of a team on the rise, to be honest with you. They have a couple, they have a couple few tough games. And then once they get past that, it just lightens up and lights up. So I, I like that prospects coming up. Uh, next game up on the list, guys, Brad, I wanted to get your thoughts on this game. I'm sure you were watching, uh, with great interest as to what was going down in Kansas city and, what was going down was Patrick Mahomes was lighting it up for five touchdowns, and two of them went to a newly acquired player on your roster, buddy. So tell the fans what happened there, bro. Well, yeah, actually, uh, this Saturday I made a trade. Jonathan Taylor and Justin Jefferson for Tyreek Taylor and Henry Rugg. <laughs> Rich is giving me the big fuck you. Tyreek Taylor? Tyreek Taylor, yeah. Yeah, you guys called me out earlier. So, yeah, Tyreek Taylor, that one was funny. Um, and then uh, I just want to say, like, you guys go ahead and break down this game since, like, you know, you're Pat Mahomes guy and okay. you're Mr. Tyreek Hill guy. Hey. So you, you guys break it down, and uh, I'll be back in a minute. Uh, well, okay. All right. No worries. We'll wait till he leaves the closet. <laughs> that way he's not going to come back in and flip you off again. So you picked up Tyreek Hill, Brad. Uh, it's a pretty uh, dope acquisition, I would say. And right out the gate, man, it paid dividends. So tell me what you saw there, bro. Uh-oh. Don't zap out on me, bro. Don't zap out on me. He's about to zap. I think he's frozen. Frozen dinner. Uh, hang out, Brad's calling me. Right. Yo, yo. Shut up. His computer is doing an update. 
<laughs> Shut off. <laughs> Scheduled well, update. How long is it going to update? Like, are you trying to get out of it, or is it like locked into it? <laughs> He's at five percent of the update. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess me and Rich can hold it down till you go put it right next to your fucking modem, so it gets the fastest speed. And <laughs> fucking put your modem on top of it. <laughs> And I no, come back fuck. in here. We'll talk about some other games. I'll let Rich pick, or we'll just do a bunch of one hitters, man. Fuck it. No, he's got to be here for the one hitters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. He'll be. He'll be what right. you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? When those scheduled updates come for you? He <laughs> oh, hit <yeah>, close. <laughs> no, you hit accept. You hit update right now. <laughs> sure, let's update. Yeah. Perfect timing. Perfect. <laughs> well, text text me and keep me updated. Like, let me know when you're like eighty percent or update the update nine percent or something. Update us on the update, update us on your keep us updated on your fucking update. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Talk about trades now. <laughs> Talk about trades. <laughs> this is gonna be our best material yet. Shit. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, fuck. All right, Rich. uh, We got a bunch of games here to get to, and Brad's having a little bit of technical difficulties, but I think he'll pop back in here uh, once his update is complete on his computer. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll look out for that. But, yeah, this game I wanted to mention, Rich, and this actually turned out to be one of the best games of the weekend, I thought. And yeah, the Chargers went into Denver, and this division, you know, I kind of overlook some of these rivalries. These teams know each other really well, and they always seem to be pretty good games. Uh, but, you know, Drew Locke, I'm a guy who rosters Noah Fant at tight end. and You know, he's done all right when he's been healthy this year. And Drew Locke, you know, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Rich, where I'm not fully on board with this guy yet. And for three quarters, he looked pretty terrible. He looked pretty Jay Cutler-ish <laughs> out there to me. And what I noticed is all of a sudden Joey Bosa on the defensive side, he got knocked out with a concussion. You know, he got concussed and had to go out of the game. And all of a sudden Drew Locke was able to find a lot more space and a lot more time in the pocket. And they end up winning this game, man, at the end. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I'm I, Drew Locke, that funny Jay Cutler uh, comparison that he, he looked like him when he was like getting angry out there. Like yep. he had that sour look on his face and yeah. And, uh, and then, and, but you know, I never seen Jay Cutler dance like that either though. I don't know if yeah. you saw him. Da- I don't know if you saw him dancing after that last <laughs> touchdown, man. Like he, <laughs> I never saw Jay Cutler do that. So yeah, it's, it's a conundrum with that guy. Cause he was God awful for three quarters, um, and then he just leads him on this amazing comeback. You are right. That was that was the click change in the game. Joey Bosa, you know, that's important. That's an important piece of uh, the Chargers defense, which I roster. Uh, that's one of the main reasons is Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Um, these two guys are are what makes things go around and what defenses are, like, built of, man. Like, that's what you want. Chargers, man, four, four straight 16-point leads lost. Oh, I did not hear that stat. That is wow. You know, I thought it was interesting because I, I always think this uh, revenge game thing comes about. Huh. Uh, so I was looking at this game. And I was like, oh, Melvin Gordon's going to just want to, like, you know, take it to them. And he had a total dud. You know, yeah. he was a total a total dud in this game. Um, 
Interesting, interesting game, man. I, I don't know what to feel about, you know, the pass catcher aspect of, of the Denver offense either. Um, it, it's It's got to be – it's a little frustrating. I think – I think maybe it settles down a little bit with Tim Patrick back, um, but you are just trusting Drew Locke, and he is wishy-washy, so it, it's tough. I mean, Brad always mentions that, that the pass catchers, you have to look at who's throwing the court, who's throwing the ball, so yeah. it's tough. You know, Chargers side, if you uh, if you had Justin Herbert throwing you the ball, I think you'd be pretty happy. Oh, yeah. I think those those pass catchers are happy in, in L.A. right now because that guy is great, man. He is. He's looking great, and uh, the the Chargers, the running back position is a bit of a quagmire, uh, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> giggity. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, you know, they just the, the, there's no real timetable as far as I can see for Austin Eckler yet where, you know, a guy like McCaffrey looks like he's due back, uh, you know, in the next week or two, and Eckler is still saying it's going to take more time, and in the meantime, they got the three-headed monster, a Kelly, uh Justin Jackson, and then they had another guy, uh, Pope, in there this weekend. Yeah, man, I thought it was interesting. Very funny. I had Kelly on my roster earlier this season, and I had to go ahead and and tap out on that because, you know, I I don't really like the way Lynn runs his operation there, like, to be honest with you. Like, you know, a great guy. I watched Hard Knocks. He was a great guy. But Kelly has one bad run, and he, and he takes him out of the game when really, like, he was the guy who was running well in that game. He actually had a couple few runs that looked really nice. And then he has one bad run and it's like just a, a click. And he's like, okay, now Poe. And, and it's just not enough of just like being willing to stick with one guy. And I, I you know, he likes a committee as it is. Uh, and sometimes it's like, no, nah, just, you know, you've got the guy going, get him going. That's the guy yeah. go ahead with it. But yeah. So seeing Pope out there this weekend, I'm like, Oh man, this is unreal. I did see that Eckler. Um, I think I saw something that said maybe, maybe a week still or two weeks. Okay. So that's starting to get like an actual prognosis. Yeah, of that's a good more time. than I saw. I, I didn't get any info on that end. So, okay. Brad just texted me. This fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? <laughs> He's got uh, his computer just started updating in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, uh, last time we checked in with him, he was at five percent. So we'll have to see, <laughs> see where he's at. Man. Hopefully, he's approaching fifty percent at this point. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, just checking in on this Monday night game. The the Bucks Rich have the twenty two seventeen lead. Uh, Mike Evans just got in the end zone recently, and I just saw he drew a flag on James Bradbury. Uh, you know, on a pass interference call down the sideline. And, you know, Mike Evans, man, him and Bradbury start John right after the play. They're getting each other's grills. We, we missed that. I was thinking, man, are these guys going to fucking brawl out? But we missed talking about that in the Bears game, the Bears and the yeah. Saints. Man. Like, what, what was that brawl all about, man? That was crazy. I do have a little inside scoop on that. And I guess Javon Wims came out today, which is the guy on the Bears. I'm sure everybody saw it, just like walked up to a cornerback <laughs> on the Saints. It's CJ uh, Gardner. I forget his name, man. But yeah, he uh, he walked up to this cornerback and just basically, you know, tried to knock something out of his hand and then punched him right in the head twice. <laughs> so it looked unprovoked, but what actually happened was retaliation. Yeah, it was retaliation for a couple things where uh, the guy CJ 
CJ GJ, I think they called <laughs> CJ Gardner Johnson is his name. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, CJ GJ. So this guy, CJ, he poked Anthony Miller through the face mask and his like yeah. cheek, just. But he also ripped Javon Wims' mouthpiece out of his mouth during the play uh, before uh, all that went down. So when Wims went over there originally, he was just trying to knock his mouthpiece out. It didn't come out, and then he punched him. <laughs> I thought that was funny. He, like, tapped him on the shoulder like yeah. as he walked up. He's like, tap, tap, hello, yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm oh, about to yeah. fucking smack your face. <laughs> it was actually interesting because he was stewing on the sideline. It was like 11 minutes of game time in between when uh, – Gardner Johnson ripped out Wim's mouthpiece to when he retaliated. So he wasn't letting it go, dude. And as soon as he got back out on the field, first play, he went and found him, dude, and said, nope, I don't play like that. So I can't believe nobody cooled him down at all. He's yeah. just over there stewing the whole yeah. time. What He's the like, fuck? as soon as I'm back out on that field, I'm getting him. I'm getting him. It's over. <laughs> I love I love the tap tap of the shoulder. Like, yeah. hey, I'm here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> exactly, dude. So, and I believe that's the. I've read that that was the same cornerback who Michael Thomas got into it with in practice. Mm. Ah. So I'm just wondering if this guy's just—he's fiery. Yeah, he's a little hot-headed man. He gets under people's skin, and they're like, "I'm not taking that shit from you. Let's go." Got under Michael Thomas's skin. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. Cost him a game at least. So. Talk about this game, uh, the Rams and the Dolphins, man. This was a interesting game to me. It was Tua Tagovailoa's debut as a starting quarterback. You know, everybody knows they benched Ryan Fitzpatrick to his dismay. I think he's still a little butthurt about it, but they're giving the Rook the shot. And, uh, you know, Tua came in there. He, I wouldn't say he looked great, but he got the job done, and the defense and special teams really carried the day. Yeah, the defense, the special teams, they all came. They saved the day here. Um, the offense wasn't great. I didn't. I. I mean, what do you, what can you expect out of his first game? I think you know, Tua being. Oh, uh, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give you credit on saying that guy's last name. That was really good, Mark. You killed that. You absolutely killed that. I was like, boom. He was on that. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I'll I'll call him Tua. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he uh, he looked decent. I think he'll. I think he'll grow into his role. Um, as someone who rosters Devonte Parker, um, you know, he looked his way. I think it was five times in the game, got him for a touchdown, which was nice. I did like to see that. I like to see the red zone rapport. So, uh, you know, I hope he improves. He, he looks, he looks like I would expect a real rookie to look like all these other rookies kind of like pop off. He, he looked more like a guy who needs to learn the game a little bit. So, you know. I, I think that's why they brought him in. They want to make sure they've got what they've got before the end of the year. That's kind of the report I got too. Was um, that's why they went ahead and made the move. Now you know Ryan Fitzpatrick is doing well, but they have a lot of good picks next year. They have Houston's oh. pick next year, so they're going to have a, a nice high pick. So they need to make sure. Be the guy. Are we are we sure that Tua is the guy? So yeah, I think um, I think that came into play. The Rams side, man, they threw the ball sixty freaking times in this game. That's not the Rams, man. Like, that, that's not what they do. So, like, let me ask you this, man. And I was thinking about this as I was watching this game unfold. You know, Jared Goff had four turnovers in this game. It probably could have been five or six. Yeah. And I'm just wondering when you really think about it, 
is Jared Goff almost holding back the Rams? Because, I mean, they came into the game 5-2, and two and their defense is great. And I don't know, man. I've seen that guy make uh, way too many mistakes out there. I think about that offense a lot and what it could be with one of these new quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think Sean McVay, if he had his druthers, I think he would he would like that. This is Druthers for yeah. Mr. Carruthers. Yeah. <laughs> I think if he did, he he would pick, you know, if he had a Kyler Murray, if he had a Justin Herbert, oh, yeah. uh, a Joe Burrow, he'd be ecstatic right now, yep. man. Joe Burrow in this offense, um, that'd be electric. And, yeah, I agree. At, at some point, you have to make that decision to yourself that this quarterback is holding me back. How long does it take for Sean McVay to say? I mean, he, he seems like he's like that type of guy who wants to be the, the player's coach and the loyal guy and all that. But, I mean, <laughs> he's also a guy who watches a shit ton of tape and yep. and gets into that. And, and if he knows this guy ain't it, then, then that guy ain't it. If you had to choose after this year to have Mitch Trubisky as your starting quarterback or Jared Goff, who would you choose? I think I'd still choose Goff because I do know that with – I think that is what the holdup is too. When Goff has time to throw the ball, he can light throw it up. The ball. He can light it up. He can, yes. He has that capability. When he's nice and just in rhythm, standing there in a nice clean pocket, he can do some stuff. So, you you know, you say to yourself, oh, I'll keep him clean and, and we'll, we'll operate really well out of this offense. Well, if you can't keep him clean – then you see what happens to him. You know, yeah, I think I'd lean towards Goff in that equation. But, I mean, that's all personal preferences. I mean, maybe Sean uh, – no, Sean McVay, I'm, I'm sure he values accuracy. So I, I don't think he'd be picking Trubisky because that's not one of his better qualities. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he can run the ball, but accuracy – yeah, I just want to say, man, and we were talking about a little bit pre-show, Rich, this Miami defense and just the way Brian Flores has this team playing and, you know, looking ahead to next week, uh, they play the Cardinals. You know, Dolphins are 4-3, and three and, uh, you know, they're a team that is a definite trap game feeling for the Cardinals. I can see that, but I also hope that what happened here with them beating the Rams is like the wake-up call. I actually like really like that victory for the Dolphins for that reason, because hopefully that gets their guard up. Like, hey, the Rams are in our division. The Rams are a good team, and they just went and lost. They got yeah, it was basically a stomping. That's for sure. So yeah, I, I hope it. I hope it rallies our team a little bit. All right, man. Yeah, let's get into another game here before Brad pops back on with us, Rich. And, you know, this one is kind of interesting how the tables have turned in the AFC East. Tom Brady left that division, and uh, Bill Belichick uh, apparently is trying to pick up the pieces in New England because they're now 2-5, and five, and there's a lot of questions. And on the flip side, Rich, I mean, the Bills are 6-2, and two, and – Josh Allen, you know, has commanded that offense, and they look like a playoff contender, which I think we were kind of predicting that before the season. But once they acquired Cam, we were both uh, rethinking that opinion. But uh, this is how it's playing out, man. Yeah, Cam Cam hasn't been Cam. Cam Cam also coughed up the ball at the end of the game. They were in this game. They played a lot better. Um, honestly, they probably should have won the game. They played a lot better in the game. 
they uh, let the game get away from a little bit in the run game. You know, I seen finally you seen Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, uh, where you started with this season. Like, man, like yeah. finally that materialized. Finally, that finally materialized for both those guys. They both look very good out there this this game, and they've they've struggled to run the ball. I think that's what we were talking about last week coming into the game was why you know why some of the offense was struggling was because they just couldn't run the ball. And they came in and did that against a pretty good Patriots defense. They came out and, and showed out. Yeah, I'm wondering, Rich, you talked about those two Bills backs. They finally had that breakout game, both Singletary and Moss. You know, Who would you prefer rest of the season? I, to me, it looks like Zach Moss might be the hammer around the goal line. So does that tip you towards his direction? Uh, you know, it doesn't always, you know, when I, when I have committee situations, I don't always go to the goal line guy. I mean, there's, there was a situation earlier this season where Jordan Howard was getting all the goal line carries in, in Miami. But, um, you know, in this situation, I may lean towards technical difficulties, technical difficulties. Hey, Brad's back. Yeah. All right, dude. All right, guys, uh, let's talk about this game. Brad, I'm sure you want to touch on this one, buddy. Niners and the Seahawks. A whole lot of injuries on the San Francisco side, and uh, Russ was cooking once again, bro. Yeah, it was the Russ and DK show. Uh, As I predicted, Ty Lockett had a bit of a down game, and DK stepped it up, and I'm sure in the following weeks he'll be vice versa. DK won't have as big a week some weeks, but it was nice to see him have a big week. I do think that uh, Seattle's defense, like Rich has pointed out many, many days, that they are awful, and that's the only reason San Francisco was in there. So, I mean, I think uh, this new acquisition they got, what is it, Dunbar? Carlos Dunlap, defensive end from the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think that's going to be a really nice pickup for him. So hopefully they can help stop the run, get some pass rush. I mean, think of think about what like where you could be with with your offensive weapons, Brad, if they had a nice defense on the other side. Well, they might not have to throw the ball as much, so that might actually hurt me. <laughs> uh, yeah, huh. I never thought of it that way, but I don't know. I like a balanced team. I like a nice balanced team. I mean, they, I I just feel like a team like that can win games like forty-five to ten. Mm. Yeah. Well, they nice. do have a lot of injuries when it comes to the running back that game. So mm. once they get fully healthy, I do think you'll be looking at a different team. Yeah, DJ Dallas got in the game there for Seattle. And on the San Francisco side, uh, George Kittles, it looks like he's out for eight weeks. Uh, he broke a bone in his foot. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to miss about six weeks. He re-aggravated his injury. So these 49ers are decimated across the board, and yeah, uh, I don't know if it's half Super Bowl hangover, or half bad luck, but this is—they're going to have a hard time uh, being a playoff team this year. Yeah, the 49ers, man. I think they're—I think they're—they're um, they're in a little bit of trouble. They are yeah. uh, uh, just the injuries, man. You can't it's just take too many. many, dude. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I have said before that I don't know if it's that much of a downgrade to go from Jimmy G over to Nick Mullins. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying Nick Mullins is a, is a great starter. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's not what yeah. I'm saying, <laughs> but I am saying these two quarterbacks are, are probably very close in production 
And there was a jolt when Nick Mullins came out. They had three great drives after he was in the game. So, um, I don't know. I, I, as someone who rosters Debo Samuel, I kind of think, you know, there won't be that much of a, of a drop-off for me when it comes to that. And, you know, the George Kittle thing, we, we hate to see that injury. Uh, Jordan Reed is on his way back, so he might be worthwhile come pickup time, come waiver times, mm-hmm. yep. um, depending on how you feel about guys who are, you know, injured left and right. <laughs> the other, yeah, well, the other guy they got there, Ross Dwelly, he's filled in right. nicely, you know, so he might be a guy too. I thought of something real quick about that San Francisco game. It seems like Jimmy G and Nick Mullins just comes right in and has a good game. So what if, like, every third or fourth series they just rotate quarterbacks? You know, a little spark each way. You know, first Jimmy G comes in and then Nick Mullins comes in, kind of like a split backfield, but split quarterbacks. You've lost your goddamn mind tonight. <laughs> Think about it, man. <laughs> Bring the energy in. I've thought about it. Scratch thought the about it. Off, off the board, dude. We're not doing two quarterback system. Quarterback committee is not something that's coming around. I'm sorry. Be hard to prepare for. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're right, Brad. I think uh, I think Seattle should bench Russ Wilson every third series and give, uh, give their backup a shot. Whoa. No, we're not talking when you got like a – a stellar oh, quarterback. Oh. You think that they should do that in Washington then? Oh, yeah. QB oh, by committee. Yeah. yeah. QB by committee. Wow. That way they're like eager trying to get off the bench, you know, like, ooh, it's my turn. I don't want to fuck this up, you know. Well, Taysom Hill caught a touchdown pass against the Bears. So there you go. QB by committee. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. getting there. We're just like three, four years away from this. Wow. Maybe Brad is just like a football innovator now. Like, I wrote it down so we could, like, you know, Make sure Brad gets his credit if it if it comes to fruition. Yeah, so. for sure, man. Quarterback by committee. I got it. QB by committee, right here. Starred and everything. Mm-hmm. Brad, what's today? Eleven two. Start of a new day. Twenty twenty. I think the Denver Broncos run a tight end by committee, so they're already ahead of the curve too. Uh, I think but, a lot of a lot of teams do that. I think a lot of teams do 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 that. They do do. Mm-hmm. They do do that. I think. I think the light. I like the Eagles like to do do that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of do do and Brad's computer that had to update today, but anyways, guys. Uh, the good news is, is I'm safe from all viruses and I'm protected. <laughs> yeah, full so. protection. That's wow, yeah. man. Dude, you're immune. <laughs> yeah. This is dope. He's the only person <laughs> on the planet with COVID immunity. My my laptop has immunity, not me. Oh. Been a lot cooler if you did. I didn't do the updates. I didn't have the time, man. Uh, all right, dude. I don't know. We gotta talk about some fucking games here. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but wait, I want to throw one stat that uh, from this Monday Night Football game that I saw out. Get it, you guys. Get it. The New York Giants, the last three out of four years, have started one in seven. Three out of four years, one and seven. One and seven. That is – that's not good. I can say that. Anyways, all right, next game up on the list. Holy and, hell. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about this – well, a little bit of a one-hitter, guys. Let's get into some one-hitters. Dallas Let's and Philadelphia, it. ugly game, Sunday night football. Uh, I'll give you a one-hitter. Uh, Carson Wentz looks pretty terrible most of the time. Right. I threw up on both sides of the ball. 
so bad. I, I will say that, like, if you paid attention, there was a lot of wind in that game. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, they literally said, like, they were limited to in what anyone could really do. Like, very difficult to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. So, it, it was going to be a tough sled no matter what was going on there. So, but also pretty bad teams. I mean, we, yeah. we all understand this NFC East is like, whew. What is this garbage? So I, I think you know what's interesting about that is I think one of my like preseason predictions might come true with that is that the team in this division that is the best and will come out of this division is the Washington football team. Mm, I can see that happening, bro. Next one hitter, guys, pack it up. We're heading to Cincinnati. The Bengals got it done, got the win against the Titans. And Brad, hit me with a one hitter. Titans defense sucks and. Joe Burrow looks pretty good, man. Titans defense, by the way, did pick up that guy from the Chargers, uh, Desmond King, today. That should be helpful for them. Uh, We got another one, guys. Uh, Minnesota-Green Bay. Brad, this game, I mean, what do you think? Dalvin Cook? Well, he cooked. And he went ahead and set the bar. Unfortunately, it happened against you, Rich, but he put up 47.60, and that is now the leading score on the Epic Performance Leaderboard. Dude, I just don't think that's right, man. That was like a big party with a big pizza, and that motherfucker just ate it all. <laughs> like, he didn't give any fucking Adam Thielen no slices, nope. no Justin Jefferson slices. <laughs> no, man. Like, ain't no one else get a fucking slice of that. And he didn't even give him a crust. He had that shit in by halftime. That shit was fucked up. Certainly, Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph weren't even a like thought in the program. Oh, no, dude. Like, no, yeah. dude. Those those guys weren't even invited. They didn't even get to eat any of those little red pepper flake packets, man. They got nothing. Nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. Dude, feeling they got like a little bit of the crush, you know, because he's just like, whatever, I'm hungry, you know. Yeah. No sauce or anything, just the leftovers. <laughs> shit you give your dog. Let me give you a quick rundown on this game, though. Here's the deal. I knew coming in, this was another wind game. There was heavy winds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like three, four, I think it was four games that were affected by wind this yeah. week. Um, when it gets up above 25 is when they say, so just for like our, our people listening, that's that's like the delineating number, really, they say out there. When it's like, it, if it's in around 20, a uh, strong-arm quarterback can like mess with that. When it gets to like 40, it's like you, you're not able to throw the nope. ball. You're not able to do exactly what you're trying to do out there. So coming into this game, I felt like the team that really had the short passing game and the ability to run the ball would be able to win the game. And you're definitely not able to kick the ball in that type of wind. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, there were struggles in the kicking game. Like that that affects the kicking game, too. So it definitely pertains to our kickers. If you had uh, a kicker in any of those, you know, four games, even my guy in the rain on, uh, it was rain and wind on Thursday night, Joey Sly, maybe should have considered now's the time to just go ahead and change out this kicker. You know, if you've got enough moves sitting around, go ahead and do it. If your kicker's in some weather, that ain't a good situation. All right, guys, another one hitter. Uh, Brad, I want to get your thoughts on this. You zapped out uh, when we were talking about the Jets and the Chiefs because I wanted to mention the Chiefs did cover that huge spread, Rich, that we talked about, the minus 19 and a half. Uh, It's pretty crazy. Uh, But, yeah, Brad, you know, I just wanted to throw it to you, man. You made that big trade, so tell us what happened there. You brought Tyree Kill on board, buddy. Yeah, actually, I mean, I was a little nervous going into it that I was giving up too much because – 
I was shrinking down my running back depth, mm. and Justin Jefferson's been playing out of his mind, putting up 30 points. Here's a top 12 receiver fantasy points-wise. Number 10, and Tyree Hill was only number 5. Mm. So I thought I was giving up the number 20 back with Jonathan Taylor, mm. and I was like, man, that's that's a little too much. I'm shrinking my depth. Is that really a smart thing to do in this time, mm. in these COVID times? And then I saw that first touchdown pass, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Tyreek's explosive, okay man. And you add him to your receiving core with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, and that's frightful for the rest of the league, buddy, I got to tell you. Yeah, once Chubb gets back, then I feel like I'll be hitting all cylinders. So it's a waiting game till that happens. Yeah, I think you get him week 10. Yeah, week 11 latest. I think that's perfect time, 10 or 11. Yeah. Perfect time yeah. for you, like. You know, freaking give him those couple weeks to get really ready, geared up, get him back up to where he's carrying the ball as much as he was before. Man, that's right in time for the playoffs. And actually, you guys were talking about earlier about what's going on with some quarterbacks. What's going on with, like, uh, Lamar Jackson, the big bust? Mm -hmm. What's going on Mm. with Josh Allen lately, man? They got the run game. When you were popping on, actually, that's what we were just about to discuss was – or we were kind of in the middle of it – was Zach Moss, Devin Singletary yeah. situation. All of a sudden, like, they're able to run the ball this week. And where where do you lean with it? Yeah. Well, because uh, it seemed to me that Josh Allen has had uh, almost three subpar games. Mm. I'm looking it up right now. but He's been struggling. I, he only threw for about 140 yards this week. Um, I think he had about 17 yards rushing. Like, he was bottled up kind of. I think he got a touchdown, though, uh, a rushing touchdown. Yeah, it's, he went 28, 34, 31, 25, and then dipped off at 16, 15, 16, 12. Hmm. 12 so, this weekend. Yeah. 12, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's frightening. The Halloween Fright Fest. <laughs> Some of these fantasy <laughs> players, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Some of these injuries were pretty frightful. And, uh, yeah, another injury that happened, a uh, quick little one-hitter about that Indy Detroit game. And, Kenny Galladay missed uh, most of that game. I think he got injured in the second quarter. It's a hip injury. So he went out and, you know, the Colts uh, just went in there and they dominated once again. They've got a three-headed monster, it looks like, potentially in the backfield. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, it sounds like they're kind of hinting around that he he got an ankle issue, a little ankle issue in that game. Like a tweak. But I will tell you, it looked like Wilkinson was the better running back. Mm. It's Wilkins. Wilkinson. Hines was the better pass catching back. Yeah, he looked really nice out of the backfield. So, I think honestly, if that's that's exactly what they are, and you would see like if if Jonathan Taylor was going to miss time, they just have those roles, and that'd be what they are, which is pretty nice though. Like I, I think Jordan, I, I like Jordan Wilkins last year. Maybe it was even the year before that same year that I had that uh, was it late when Le'Veon Bell sat out. I I had him that year. And that's what, like, I, I attached that to Le'Veon Bell to get that deal done that year. Mm. But he's he's a little, he's a good talent. I think yeah. he's a good back. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jonathan Taylor has more talent, but he's also a rookie. Having seen Wilkins in action, I think that coaching staff does probably want to give him a look, mm. give him more of a look. So it's tough for Jonathan Taylor owner that that happens, especially a guy who just traded for him. No doubt. (laughs) That is not what you're wanting to see uh, as soon as you uh, make that deal. No. Hey, man, I had had a guy go out in the first quarter when I traded for him. So Yeah, Brad had Chubb Chubb go out on him. I gave up half my team for that shit, so. 
Truth. I, truth I do feel bad told. for Zach, and I do think that these numbers are not indicative of numbers. I do think, like you said, the wind and bad matchups and injuries had a huge factor, but Justin Jefferson won't get boxed in the whole time. So his, he's still he's still a beast. He's a back half top one or top half, you know, number two receiver. So sweet. Uh, then the last game, guys. We're packing bowls again. Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. There, oh, well, so, oh, is there one little less in there? I'll take it. It is absolutely amazing watching Philip Rivers throw the ball. He defines gravity. I don't get it, dude. Like the way it throws, it's just like you're like, oh, that's gonna get picked off, and then it just drops. Yeah, perfectly. I just don't understand it. It like literally, it defies gravity. It it's an anomaly. I think everyone should watch it, study it, and maybe this will get us to the moon faster. I'm not sure, but something's got to happen. This man, Philip Rivers, knows his like geometry and physics. Man, he's all over it. He's like just he's seeing the world in a different level because he's just got to like throw the ball in such a, an insane insane way, but like manages to make it work. He's he's creative. He's a he's a genius. He's a mathematical genius. I swear. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's why he's that's why he's got so many kids. <laughs> uh. He likes numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And I don't know if you saw T.Y. Hilton went down with a groin injury. So mercifully, I mean, at this point, what does it even matter? Our, our guy, T.Y., our boy, man, from the intro song, it's been, been a big yeah. struggle for him this year. I'm just wondering if any of these pass catchers on Indy are going to emerge. I saw Jack Doyle. That was part of what I was getting to, too, is – Philip Rivers likes his numbers when he likes his targets because he's giving everybody targets. Yeah. It's you know it's never, but nobody's getting Except a lot of Except for T. Y. Hilton, the entire yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, I no, I'm saying everybody gets yeah. you know four. Yeah, here's your four. Except for Naheem Hines is probably going to lead the team in targets the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh shoot! Did I only get you three? I'll get you one more. I promise. <laughs> you just Don't worry, buddy. Oh Don't shoot, worry, man. man! I just oh, like shucks. to split it up evenly, man. I want to show no favorites. <laughs> you know I like you, Trey. You know I like you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that bowl is finally cashed, and we can cash it out on this game. The Raiders in Cleveland. It was a weather game. It ended up 16-6. to six. Just not a whole lot to see there. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs was getting a little bit going on the ground there, I thought. But, you know, definitely not what his uh, fantasy managers have been expecting from him this year. 31 carries in the game, so yeah, you like those like figures. But, but 128 yards, so he's only averaging about four yards a carry. But, yeah, it was a sloppy-ass game out there. That was the worst of the weather games mm. was that game. Uh, you couldn't kick field. Like, they, they amazingly they did kick some field goals, <laughs> but they got, like, in real close to kick them. But even still, it was like that was tough. They had to hook them in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by hook or by crook, right? Like, it went in. Holy shit. That, that was the thing, too, about Josh Jacobs is when he ran the ball and the defenders came up to him, man, he would pop them. And he'd pop them so hard they didn't get him down. They just, like, jumped on his back and, like, rode him down, you know? Mm. He'd fall forward for another six yards. So, but that being said, I will say this to fantasy owners with the trade deadline coming up. I feel like he's going to get injured. He's going to get hit. So be wary of it. Mm. If not, go get a handcuffed and ensure – that if he does go down, you do have his backup. Because I do feel like that's the next big guy going down. Hmm. He just runs so hard, and he's had that weak shoulder. So, Yeah, a lot of usage. 31 carries, man. 
Yeah, they, they were forced into it. That was, I mean, it was literally not – that one was like, you can't pass the ball mm-hmm. here, really. That's It's not happening. So, you know, it's it's hard not to – if you don't watch the game, you don't really see that. You see 16-6, to 6, you see shitty offense, you know. It's a different type of game. You got to kind of just scratch it from the books for yourself if you were if you were interested in those. But yeah, that usage is scary. 31 31's a little much, you know. Give me 24 yeah. out of Josh Jacobs. And do you see that nice play that Booker had recovering that fumble? Yeah. So yeah. I mean like I mean you got 31 carries, but, you got some other capable backs. Why not give him like 25 and kind of divvy up six more of those carries? So they like the way he runs it and I just feel like they're going to overuse him and you got to get that oil change. It's going to break down. You mentioned his handcuff, Brad. Do you, do you have a preference? Do you like Booker better than, than Richard? Last week, uh, my opinion changed. So now it's Booker. But before, it was always Richard. But for some reason, the way they used him and I liked the way he looked, I actually thought Booker looked nicer. But I got you. Yeah, it's about time to kick back here. I mean... <laughs> This has been a, yeah. <laughs> a, long, a long journey. We've had some technical difficulties, but we can't skip this intermission, man. I think we all need one. So let's kick on back, guys. And puff one. Uh, it's election night tomorrow night. So, so let's get started. <laughs> yeah, For Italian purposes, with election night being here, this is my fourth dab tonight. <laughs> I was actually so stressed, I didn't even smoke during that whole. Update. No way. You should have, dude. Who cares, man? We're, we're good. I was like, we'll willing that number to go higher. I was just staring at it, like positive thoughts. You Let's know, go. Let's go. <laughs> update. You update now. <laughs> yeah, we, we've we've earned some some intermission <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah. Well, I'll say that I got some of these OGs. Some of these uh, gummies, they're, you know, they're 10 milligrams, some raspberry orange, but I kind of like these ones. Uh, the sativa always have a nice effect on me and they don't overdo it on the, you know, the strength or anything like that. Not that that would affect you, Brad, but 10 or 15 milligrams is usually right in my wheelhouse. That's good though. We, we've talked about it before, but like, man, like everyone literally has their own tolerance level. You should never like think about like your tolerance level, like has to like match up to someone else's because literally your body chemistry is different than Brad's body chemistry. That's why it interacts entirely differently. Yeah, he has ovaries. <laughs> Brad is not of this yeah. earth. <laughs> Get out of here, Brad. No, I'm just kidding, Mark. You shouldn't, you shouldn't try and keep up with everyone. It's not a competition, bro. Yeah, like when you're at a party and stuff and, you know, well, yeah, you're smoking on the doobie if it's your first time or if it's your hundredth time. Smoke till you get high and then just relax. Enjoy it. You know, you don't have to be like, that guy took 13 hits. I'm going to I'm gonna do 14 and fall asleep. Like, you're, do, you're doing no, no one anyone good there. If we were sitting there, though, Brad, and then you, like, took a massive rip out of a bong and just had a huge cloud of smoke. I would probably try to match that in that instance, but that's different. Man. It's funny you say this, Mark, because that naturally just took me back to a story in college. <laughs> we would have the bong Olympics. <laughs> we would actually uh, do a gravity bong. Oh. I don't know if any of you guys have done that. Oh, yes. You take, milk carton. You the bottom of the milk carton. Oh, yeah. yeah. You slowly bring it up, fill it up, and then push it down and you get a massive hit. Mm-hmm. We did Gravity Bong Olympics. We just pat one Gravity Bongs around and around. 
until you stopped. Mm. And it went on all night. I don't really Gravity remember the rest of it, <laughs> yeah. I did not win. I will tell you that I did not win. I remember once hitting the gravity bong before first hour in high school. Oh, yeah. So getting to class at like 7 in the morning after a gravity bong. That's like third period. You realize something. You're like, oh, shit, I'm in class. Huh? <laughs> I guess I'm in school. like third right period. Just <laughs> so bad. God. Uh... Oh man, no, that's what I was, I was thinking one time. We that when this shit's fucking over, we should fucking sit around and have a live show where we like literally rip a bong. I know, Brad, you ain't ripped a bong in a long time or whatever, but long time we could still rip a bong, that would make it funnier, I think. Yeah, well, for old time's <laughs> sake, man, I mean, it's nostalgia factor. Yeah. Have to. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I got a bong. You got a bong? Yeah, show and tell, show and tell, show and tell. Actually, when I moved, I got rid of my like pipes and all the. Oh, you did the paraphernalia drop. Who'd you give it to? One of your yeah. buddies. Look at that. That's actually pretty nice. I like that. Look at that. Scorpions. Scorpions. Yeah. That's a quality piece. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, for all our listeners, no scorpions were harmed in the making yeah. of this bong. It is just pictures of scorpions. Yeah. It's it's you know cool. it's Arizona style. It's representative of this valley we live in. Hopefully, nobody listening has a scorpion infestation in their house because let me tell you, oh, that fucking sucks. <laughs> You've had it. Yeah, when I lived at this house and uh, remember Brad, that apartment you lived by over there, off of like Seventh Street. I was living in a house yeah. over there off of. Uh, yeah, like Peoria on 7th Street, and it was in the foothills, and there was a wash in the backyard. Dude, these things used to get in. My buddy Tim was out here visiting from Chicago. He cr- we went out to the bars. He crashed on the couch. He, you know, we're all hammered. He had a Cubs jersey on. He threw it on the floor. The next day, he wakes up, throws his Cubs jersey on, something in his sleeve. Scorpion fucking stings him right in the arm, dude. It was in his jersey that he left on the floor. Yeah, and he was like from Chicago. He's like banging on my door. He's like, Mark, it's like Forrest Gump. He's like, something bit me. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't know what the hell happened. I was like, what? And then I seen the little fucker, man. I was like, oh. We've seen some big fucking scorpions out here. Dude, I was in a trench drilling a hole through a concrete wall, and this motherfucker comes up out of the ground. Oh. And I was like, hey, 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 what the fuck are you coming up from the ground? Fucking snake, snake attack me. Was it one of the little, uh, like yellow clear ones or a black one? Like the no, bark? yellow clear. Well, yeah. they're like the yellow and then brown in the yeah. middle. Type Those thing. are the bark scorpions. Yeah. Yeah. Little bastards, the devil bug. The devil bug. That's what we used to call them. So, see, all all you listeners out there that have never been to Arizona got stung by a scorpion. And he actually told me, dude, I've never been stung my whole time here. He actually told me that. Uh, Neither have I. His whole arm went numb for like the day, dude. He said it was fucked up. I knocked on wood for y'all. <laughs> oh. Sweet. Appreciate that. <laughs> you should. I've killed a lot of scorpions. <laughs> Tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I killed about 100 when I lived at that house, bro. It was rough. Oh, um, no, I'm in like, I'm in like 15, 20. I don't, I don't know if I got 100. I don't think I can mentally handle it. It was bad, man. <laughs> I'm just fucking losing it, dude. <laughs> we had a, uh, my dog, it's a pit bull. His name was Cubby. 
Uh, he's since passed away, but uh, he one day he was sitting there in the living room and all of a sudden he like stood up on his hind legs like this and was looking like towards the doorway and they used to come in by the, the laundry room by the dryer and shit even though I had it all taped up and fucking you know sealed off as best I could they still get in <clears throat> I go looking a big ass one with his tail cocked like this dude like ready to strike and he's just like I was like get the dogs away somebody give me a boot I was thinking you said something earlier I forget what the wording was now we got way past it but you said something and I was like you said something and it was like I think it's funny when Mark talks and you can hear the Chicago in, in the voice <laughs> you were like oh it's like something in there I was like oh yeah he said that's the, that's the Chicago it me. comes <laughs> out you know it's, it's in my blood can't ever get rid of it I like it I like it it's funny I like it <laughs> yeah people tell me I get a little Boston in me and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it's generally, I get a little pissed off or irritated. So that, Who the fuck that is this guy? <laughs> I fucking swear to God. I fucking swear to God. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's wrap up that little herbal intermission. Brad, how many hits you had tonight, bro? Don't lie. We might be at six right now. Six dabs. Ding, 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 ding. Six dabbers. Nice, man. Oh, I thought you were going to do seven. <laughs> I know once you start doing it, you're like, wait, what am I at? <laughs> He's it's like, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to talk to Philip Rivers. <laughs> talk to Philip Rivers. He'll help you count like that. Yeah. Uh, well, we do got a lot of waivers to get into, though, Rich. We've got a, more injuries yeah. that we hit on. So with the injuries and then just, you know, halfway through the season, man, the Always, and, you know, I don't know if any other leagues trade deadlines. There's probably some coming up if they're not this next week. So got to keep an eye on those waivers because I think you mentioned it, Rich. There will still be, like, one, two, maybe three guys that somebody's going to scoop off the waiver wire and they're going to make a difference on somebody's roster, man. Somebody's still yet to pop. There's always those creepers that come in around this time that they're a name that no one's really expecting. So, Definitely a prime time for picking up that one last guy who's going to really pop at playoff time. So, and, and and in that regard, you do look at, you know, at this point in the season, you probably have most of your roster filled out. But if you're looking for something down low, you know, you want to take on a project with upside. Mm-hmm. So these, these guys will kind of fit into that equation. Uh, so I think one, one guy right out the gate is Zach Moss. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's he's under about forty percent owned. I think, oh, I said owned. He's under forty percent rostered. So yeah, uh, <laughs> he's a he's a pickup of the week for sure. Um, so if he's out there, you go get him. Um, we talked about Jonathan Taylor, so I think that's something you at least got to look into. I mean, if he's out, it's definitely one thing. Then it's you know I, I'm definitely interested in plugging and playing Jordan Wilkins. As a as a standard league, standard scoring league, I would I would be interested on that side. People are league, I might I might lean over towards you know a Naheem Hines because he's going to catch the ball. Mm. But you know he, Naheem Hines got two touchdowns too. He was he was electric. Did you see that uh, celebration by the way? Dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that <laughs> that like what would you call it? like a half a f- twist and a half at the end? Yeah, the, in the backflip that was crazy, and he, he pretty much stuck the landing too. Yeah, and even the move he made just to get in the end zone, he put a nasty spin move on somebody on the Lions' terrible defense and just made him look silly, man. (laughs) Yeah, and then, um, you know, more plug-and-play would be, you know, the Seattle situation if you can figure out who's actually going to start. 
that that'd be the guy, you know, if if Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson are gonna be sitting, if Travis Homer's there, DJ Dallas, whoever's getting really the start, they mm. could be productive. So mm. but you know, you gotta wait that kind of a situation out. Um, I've got little Michael P. Ryan, man. I had him on my roster for one hot minute, and mm. uh, then he popped back <laughs> off because I had to. But he's a good little little running back, mm. man. I, I like the Michael P. Ryan. So shitty team, yep. but he is he is like kind of like a really good pass yeah. catching back. So and you know, you're behind, you you throw to that guy, yeah. and you just think about it. Yeah, the Jets are terrible. They're zero and eight. But they're still going to play eight more football games, you know. So someone will yeah. be scoring at some point for their team, and uh, you know, who knows? He could have a couple big weeks here and there. Every NFL team has, you know, the capability of winning games. Yeah. I think we see that with, yeah. like, you know, New York came and played tonight against the Tampa Bay team. That's, you know, everybody's kind of like all up in their business, saying they're they're one of the you know cream of the crop, saying they're the best team in the league, but yet they struggle here on the road against the Giants. Yeah. So. Uh, a couple just on the San Francisco, Jordan Reed and Ross Dwelly would be tight ends to replace Kittle yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be Nick Mullins. So if you're desperate at quarterback, there's a dart throw for you. Yeah, uh, and I think Drew Locke is, is readily available mm-hmm. in a lot of leagues out there. So he might be someone you might be getting interested in. He, if he starts getting that confidence mm-hmm. going, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these guys are like guys you're saying, okay, he's not perfect. It's not a shiny piece. But what it is, is is it's something that could turn into something. A lot of these guys, you know what I mean? Zach Moss, you're like, okay, that's one good week. I'd still have to kind of like play it by ear and see if I could really start him. I wouldn't start him the next week. I, I would check it out. I would be watching and waiting and seeing. Can he be there for me come playoff time? Mm-hmm. Uh, another tight end situation, I think if you want just like a baseline like you want to just be able to like plug somebody in there and get a little bit of production out of it, just like you know, here here's some six points. I think if you pick up like one of the indie tight ends, I think you can get that because they use their tight ends a lot, and I think you can mostly get you know five six points out of those guys between all three of them really: Trey Burton, Mo Ali Cox, and Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. Especially with Ty Hilton down, like okay, let's just feature what we do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that maybe that leans towards Naheem Hines being a better play. Now that I think about it, I think about that. You know, that's right here, right here on the air. I'm changing my opinion. You know, I mean, are they gonna are they gonna run a lot more sets that are you know three tight ends and a, and a running back, but then like confuse you with it hmm. and utilize the running backs and tight ends hmm. like they do. How about this? Uh, I got a streamer defense for you guys. Maybe if you want to pick these guys up on the waiver wire and might sound a little ass backwards, but the Houston Texans defense is playing a second string rookie quarterback in Jacksonville with Gardner Minshew being out. So who knows? Maybe the Texans defense has a nice performance against, uh, you know, an unproven quarterback. Yeah. Maybe a spot start. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, Hey, like this year with, with the ability to pick up defenses Mm -hmm. and stuff, Mm -hmm. like, like with more moves, yeah. you you can you can do that as long as you have room on your roster. Like, yep. you know, I'm I've been carrying two defenses all year, mm-hmm. so I like that. I like I like it when you bring the defenses. <laughs> do you use the Chargers yet? Besides bye week coverage, not really, but I know they're a good defense. So like, okay. you know, I was talking about it earlier. I mean, Joey Bosa is going to have a, a concussion, so he might miss a week. But like, yeah, they're a good defense. I mean, for the most part, they have these lapses. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like there's just like this. 
quarter of time in a game when they just like lapse and they're not a good defense. But like you said, losing Joey Bosa, we were talking about earlier. That's tough. That's rough, man. Like that, that hinders what they do. So if, if they have all their pieces out there, they're a really good defense. They're solid defense. And uh, guys, when we're talking about the trade deadline, the NFL trade deadline is tomorrow, I believe. And then the one in our league is on Wednesday. So just wondering what you're thinking, Rich. Are there going to be a flurry of activity at the deadline uh, in the NFL or in fantasy? Uh, I think they're probably – I thought there would be some today. I thought there would be a little more today because I felt like if you trade today, you might actually have been having the capability of getting them in your building uh, this week. Going through the protocols. and Yeah, you had five days, I think. So I think that would have worked out, but – Nothing, no, no big, big trades. There were some defensive guys that got traded today. We'll see. We'll see how it pops off tomorrow. And I know there's been tons of rumors, and there usually is a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how the NFL trade deadline goes. Um, I don't know. It seems like seems like there might be some deals coming down the pike in our in our league. It seems like it. What about you, Mark? What are you working on? Uh, well, man, you know, of course I had to hold my breath till like almost the fourth quarter to get my two points from Mike Evans. But now that I've collected <laughs> my victory and can take a deeper breath and evaluate my team sitting here at four and four with injuries stacking up, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I need to do something this week. So I haven't decided what yet, man. I just have a lot of uh, different thoughts rattling around. It sucks to have Galladay go down. That's a big shot, too. Yeah, man. Uh, I was counting yeah. on him on uh, a couple of bi-week covers up here. He was going to be, you know, my guy. And it looks like he ain't going to be my guy. I did have a couple of wide receiver guys that are available. Oh. Now that now that, now that you mentioned it, the, the guy who's had a wide receiver go down, mm. um, Curtis Samuel, oh, he, he's actually yes. been he's actually been playing pretty nice, man. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. So. I think that guy needs to be rostered for sure. He looks pretty explosive. If you want to utilize a, a maneuver, mm. uh, but then there's like Higgins. Yeah, uh, Higgins is there. Yeah. Richard Higgins is still there. I think I think people will be down on that, but like think about it. Mm. That game was not a throwing game. There, no one's throwing in that game. So Tim Patrick, uh, but you, you know. You 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 have Fant, but uh, Jalen Rager. Mm. These guys these guys are pretty good. They're little they're little project guys that could turn out pretty well. Except for like you know Tim Patrick to me, he's their number one wide receiver, right? Mm. You know when when everybody's healthy and in play, he is their number one wide receiver. I mean not you know Cortland Sutton aside, right. but this year Tim Patrick's their guy. So if he's back healthy, yeah. he's definitely a guy who should be rostered. Yeah, he's a number one receiver on a team, and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Drew Locke's coming, you know, coming into form a little mm-hmm. bit. He, he just put up thirty-one points on a Chargers defense, yeah. so there's there's capability there. Sweet. Yeah, John Brown came back for the Bills too, didn't he? Did he? Uh, how'd he do? I didn't catch that. I don't know if he had a great game, but I know he was back. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, good shit, and you know it's election day tomorrow. I hope all you listeners elect to listen to the OFP rather than the BS that's going to be <laughs> on every other channel. But, uh, yeah, guys, Thursday night preview. And on Thursday nights, it's going to be the Packers traveling to San Francisco to play these Niners, banged-up Niners. And, you know, traditionally, Packers 49ers, it's been a pretty good rivalry for not being in the same division. They usually always have pretty good games. But 
Uh, yeah, I, I think Green Bay will probably crush in this game. San Francisco is so beat up. Yeah, I agree. I don't really see San Francisco staying the chance. Every time Green Bay takes the loss, they seem like they come back and just want to put up five, six touchdowns. So, and San Francisco with all with all the injuries, I don't really see them stopping them. So, here's one thing that that I've I've heard about or a theory about the Green Bay Packers that teams that come and smash you in the mouth, they aren't good at dealing with that. So like the, the reason the Minnesota Vikings get on top of them is because they played a more smash mouth game and, and got after them and forced them into some negative things. And if you look at, I mean, I, I get that it's last year, but if you look at it, the Packers lost the 49ers, in San Francisco last year in the playoffs got demolished. Yes. That's, that's that type of matchup. That's the same type of matchup. So yeah, I, I do understand, you know, they are injured. They did make a trade today. Um, linebacker, uh, linebacker for linebacker. I kind of forget who that was, but um, Kiko Alonzo and uh, Quan Alexander, a flop for them. I think that's a good pickup to be honest with you, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. All right, guys. Well, shit, man. This uh, this episode was a uh, little all over the place, but we have arrived <laughs> at the end, at the conclusion. So uh, for all the listeners out there, thanks for sticking with us. We mentioned it. We were going through some technical difficulties, but it's all good, and we'll have it all cleared up by Thursday night, I'm sure. Unless Brad's computer will still be updating then. I'm not sure how long it's going to take. Don't forget to update your computers before you vote, guys. (laughs) It's very important. Because screw up the whole process. Yes. Get your updates in there. Uh, Schedule them for a time when you're not podcasting. I didn't schedule them. (laughs) They'll think of it on its own. (laughs) He's scheduled. He just doesn't even know. Yeah, I scheduled it He's for a Monday, right when we podcast. <laughs> he self sabotages. <laughs> yeah, Monday at like what? 839? Yeah, I don't think I'm doing anything. Yeah, let's just schedule it. I'm sure Brad didn't want to really come on here and talk about the what hundred and twenty two points he put up this week. Yeah. You know, if uh if Philly didn't get that sack fumble mm-hmm. deal yeah. at the end of the game, you would have had it. You would have gotten the points. You know what? Uh Sirope actually texted me after that. He's like, sorry, man. You know, he felt like he stole the points from me. And I told him, I was like, dude, if I put up 122, I'm never going to apologize, man. No, that's a good day. Never going to feel bad. Yeah. yeah. Even if yeah. I lose, man, I'm still feeling good about 122. Oh, hell yeah. That's all All you can do, man. Dude, yeah. That's the truth, man. Yeah, you score yeah. 122, you're like, yeah, that's right. I scored that's, 122. I, I did what I needed to do. Like, if I played throughout this week and lost, man, then it is what it is, man. That's just... You can't you can't hang your head low on the one twenty two. Until next year. Until next year. Yeah. <laughs> next year's different. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up right there. So everybody, catch us on uh, Thursday night as we well, we're gonna be broadcasting live like we do, and the episode will drop Friday. And that's gonna be our week nine preview show. So here we are, man, just grinding through it. But catch us next time on the organic. Football podcast. Late. Bye for now. Holy balls.
shit. You hear that? You hear that fucking release? I am not a very tech savvy guy, man. 